0: Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone.
1: I don't have any theme music.
0: No, we don't have theme music because we're the hosts. Uh, with us on the line to discuss a few things this week is, uh, as usual, Tom Stid DiMaggio.
1: There you go. You feel better now?
0: Yeah, we got you the Chips theme.
2: We like six people that do know that. I'm German-Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. i gonna-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we did two for you. And again, with us, as usual, is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. I'll just take a drink here.
1: Give it a second. It's good. Mm
0: -hmm. It's worth the wait. I'll just back up here for a moment.
1: We got to keep with the disco theme.
0: Yeah, there is a little theme there.
2: I'm
3: terrified to see where this is going.
0: Where did you find this? <laughs> Woo! We find these where we find them. We're going to let this one go, I think. It it's just actually dead.
1: worked really well. You thought it was September by Earth, Wind & Fire. You thought you were at the worst wedding you've ever been to. But right. no, no, it's that one's Blake not 1982. Lasting. This is not a wedding at all.
0: Yeah, that one's not lasting. Someone's going to play the slide or the electric slide, and you're just going to be like, nope, I'm leaving. It's like, oh, I can't stand this. White
1: people love to dance to this. Yeah. This is getting really <laughs> terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there, you got your most epic one yet. I wish we'd save that for episode 100, which is coming up pretty soon. But Good we God. we had to play that one now. Like, I think we're on episode 96. Or 7 now? I don't know. We're pretty close to 100. I'd have to look it up. Yeah,
3: we're getting
0: there. Yeah, we're getting there pretty easily.
2: All right. So, we're we do usually... a big celebration for that, no? The 100th episode?
0: I don't even know I should have planned it, but it's in like 3 or 4 weeks and I haven't done anything yet. I haven't figured it out. Well,
1: I was hoping that we'd be canceled by then, but
0: We haven't been canceled. Yet. It's, I'm not... A...
1: it's not there. We got yet. like 36 viewers now, so
0: I know we can't disappoint that handful of people, which we appreciate greatly.
3: And disappoint, all at the same Yeah, time. I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of uh, abuse you have to tolerate to listen to us. So we usually start the episodes off with personal updates. Now, obviously, I think we've already given our personal updates so far for this year because nothing's happened since we've given the last ones. Yeah. And uh, I do have one, though. I'm planning a little trip at the end of February to drive to North Carolina. I'm going to check out the NASCAR Hall of Fame exhibit. Uh, for the first time since 2012. This is the last time I went down there in December or so. I forget to go check out Mike Stefanik's thing. I might film another little YouTube video on my own channel over at YouTube.com slash Brent Gleason. If you're watching us, you probably see us over at YouTube.com slash Sid's View. So subscribe to both if you'd like. So, all right. So, uh, since Sid's on, I don't want to waste his time. We're going to go right into something that we've all been seeing and listening to on social media for... Probably months now, and that's uh, what's happening at the Speed Bowl. We know that uh, we do know who runs the social media, and they're very good at their job. However, um, nothing else is happening around there because we haven't heard anything. Uh, No rules packages, no banquet, no schedule. schedule. What else have they not done?
1: What are the other chief complaints? I think it's just those top three at this point. Basically, it's those top three. Okay. Yeah.
0: And there's also questions about who's running the place now. And we've heard a lot, but I don't know how much we can actually confirm, or not even confirm, how much we want to actually put public. You know what I mean? Because obviously they are more or less just kind of rumors floating around. and Well,
1: all right, what does Sid want to talk about first?
0: Yeah, let's go with that.
2: Well... The banquet, I will say, I'm not that concerned about. I, I almost think banquets are a thing of the past. To be honest with you, COVID. And don't get me wrong. I, mean, I obviously thoroughly enjoyed them, especially when we were doing year in review videos. And um, from what I've heard, uh, you know, I went to the Stafford banquet once. Oh. I never went to a Thompson banquet, and the Speedball banquet was always the best party. Um,
3: so Why doesn't that
2: shock me? Right
0: count the flannel um, in the crowd
2: so mm-hmm. i i don't think you know i don't think stafford's gonna do them anymore i mean i don't have any inside scoop on that but i mean i don't know why they would not, if they were gonna do them again i don't know why they didn't do them this year and um thompson doesn't do them anymore either do they so no i don't I not don't since the, the covet
1: era not
3: yeah, since the COVID I era i, don't I don't haven't seen the, one
2: the banquet's that big of a deal and i almost feel like Covid's given the tracks a reason to realize that the banquets are a lot of work and they don't generate any money. And even though it's a celebration and it's a good time, and you don't necessarily need to throw a banquet to make money. If if you're losing money and times are tight because of this stupid pandemic, uh, you know I, I could just see them being crossed off the list. That that doesn't the fact that there's no banquet, it, it, there's zero concern for me. That's that's me personally. That doesn't really matter. Um, but this lack of communication with the fan base and the competitors is, you know, really troubling. I have to say, especially because, you know, Beamer's situation, at least in the courts or what we know of publicly, um, should be over with, you know, whether you agree or disagree with it is irrelevant. The fact is the courts have spoken and it's done with. And so it's a little perplexing that with that seemingly in the rear view mirror, um, that the speed Bowl isn't on, you know, a more solid ground, and, and I mean, I can only speak for myself, but it's really hard to not, not think that the speedball is just not a priority for Bruce for whatever reason, and that is just like a, that's a crusher, man. I just don't get that. I don't, I honestly don't know why that guy owns the track because he doesn't seem to really put in an effort to, you know. Everybody can say, Oh, he's put all this money into it and blah, okay, that's great. But it's it's late January. We have no schedule. There's been no communication about the rules. There's been nothing. You know, Mitch does a good job with the social media and throwing some content out there and at least keeping that active and engaging the fans. But and I, I honestly I can't say that I troll that stuff and see what kind of comments it's getting, but I mean, I could only imagine it. There's got to be some comments out there. Like, any word on a schedule yet? Or, that's
0: all the comments you know, sometimes, are. That's literally all really? the com- Oh, yes. that's all of them. That's all they are is, where's the schedule? Where's the rules? We're going to okay. go to Thompson or Stafford. Where's the schedule? Where's the rules? I'm like, it's so usually like, yeah. It's-,
2: it's counterproductive then, right? Because, you know, that for a long time, they didn't do anything with social media, and now they got Mitch doing social media, and if that's the comments he's getting... It's almost, I mean, sometimes it's like, well, is it worth, worth it to post if that's all the comments you're going to get? You know? I have and
1: a reason. I have I something know. to but say with that. You know why? Any problem that you have within any sort of company, I don't care if you are in uh, food service. I don't care if you're in the car business. I don't care if you're a manufacturer or, or a warehouse or anything. If you have any kind of problem within any organization, it has to do with leadership. Leadership and it all comes from the top, okay? I, I can't say if it's any first-hand knowledge, if it's Beamer. I can't say if there's anything with the general manager because, like it or not with the Speed bowl, there's never been a weak leader. They've all had their good moments. They've all had their bad moments, but there's been definitely moments where leadership with the Speedball <laughs> has been gone, has been weak. Uh, locally, with... The racetracks Thompson has had the Honing family, Stafford.
0: They also has, had Ben Dodge for a short time too.
1: Yes, but working with the Poning family. Yes, but uh, the, with the Stafford has had the roots. The Speed Bowl. I'm probably we have said this before. Has never had that landmark uh, leadership that takes them to the next level or to the next step. And in, if you want to think about it nationally. NHRA has Wally Parks. NASCAR has hey had France. the France family. And Mike, uh, no, not Mike or uh, uh, Jim, no, not Jim France either. Uh, Brian France. Uh, oh, no, no not, not, not him not either. Him either. No, but not, anyway, no. with, the, with the before Francis, the before Francis, they've had a landmark leadership. What's the number one? Let me let me channel my inner Jocko, Brent. You, Please do. you guys do. know what the Jocko podcast, this is where it's from basically it's basically Jocko speaking from the jo what's the number one number one quality of any leadership quality? Gotta do anybody's voice. Anybody. What kind of problems are in any kind of their leadership? I don't know. Humility.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: That is the number one number one skill to have is humility. You can never let ego stand in your way. Never let ego stand in your way.
0: What if he's just using the racetrack as a tax dodge?
1: Well why just is like, he like
0: leave me alone, I'm in character.
1: <laughs> why is he not listening listening to his subordinates? Why isn't because he, he given his team he doesn't give his team anything it's to flourish?
0: Because if the place makes money then he pays more in taxes.
1: Well, that's <laughs> that's re- that's kind of a stretcher Anyway, I don't know. But if you have a problem with the place and if you don't like it, which it doesn't seem like management seems to like any of the any of the rumors going on. Yeah,
0: they don't seem to. They they delete all the comments if you're if you're asking if, if they them about delete,
1: anything. If, if they delete all the comments, then
0: I'm pretty sure that's to, not Mitch doing it either. I think you you have that's to, coming from the top. Whoa,
2: whoa, time out! Time out! They they delete the comments on social
0: media. That's what I was told. By a few people, at least, they are like we commented on this, and now it's gone. Yeah, that
2: that is so lame. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. That isn't lame. Isn't
1: lame? Does that did that not violate what I just said about humility?
0: Yeah, it's the anti of that.
1: It it did. Hmm. If you have a problem, you have to you have to take ownership of of the problems and say, okay, what is it that I failed in? You have to detach, look around. Look around and and see what you can improve and what you can listen from other people, your subordinates or the fans or the racers. Listen, take it all in and and run with some other ideas that don't have to be your own. Okay. All right. So what happens if you wear an eye patch? You only get one perspective, right? Or you just have one eye. You only have one eye, right? (laughs) And what happens when you only have one eye? You don't have any depth perception. You can't see far enough.
0: I was going to say you only got one chance left, but... uh. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we have... You have depth perception. You have vision
1: problems, and that's what it is. And it seems like what we have is a vision problem.
2: I would say so. There's no... There's no vision. There's no vision. I I hate to say that because... That's Ray
3: Charles over there running
1: that place. There's no
3: leadership. There's
2: people there that are... Yeah, there's the people there, and we all know who they are, that are putting in the effort to keep that place going. Uh, And thank God But it's not a knock on them. It's not their job to have vision. Uh, But there's nobody. He's, he's, you know, Monty had a good vision, but there was other things that Sean, uh, you know, either wasn't good at or didn't want to do that, you know, kind of spelled the end for him. And, um, you know, no disrespect to any of these other people that are running the place. Um, They either don't have a vision or whatever vision they have, Bruce is not enabling them to move forward with it. I think it's a combination of the two. And it's just, you know, it's just sad because I get so tired of hearing this, you know, um, I feel like we're in this place where, you know, you can't say anything bad because then you get all these people that get on you. Oh, you can't say anything or Bruce is going to shut it down. I can't stand that rationale. It's just, to me, it's not accepting of the bare minimum. It's like, well, just give us the bare minimum. Just open the gates, and and we'll just come and race, and we don't care about anything else. And okay, that's fine, but the the place is oh. never going to thrive. It's never going to meet its potential. You know, there's there's owners and operators of other tracks in the region that have said the speed bowl has the best racing, yet it's the worst run track. I mean, I mean it's it's ridiculous. It, it's, it's,
1: it's it's a it's a problem so with leadership. leadership, and a leader that wants to take their ball and go home like that. That's childish a very immature thing if that were the case very and it doesn't make anybody that works in the racetrack it doesn't make them w- want to go out and go above and beyond uh upsetting risk upsetting the boss with any kind of thing or idea or they're only going to have to be able to really do the bare minimum just so that they can keep the noise down to keep the noise from going yeah. away you can't have a leadership me, like that. Leadership is a big problem.
3: Let me play a little bit of devil's advocate though. Is it he wouldn't have spent the money on the fence and and the grandstands and repaving the whole midway area and all that. And granted, he hasn't finished all of that stuff, but he wouldn't have spent that money if he didn't care. So is it that he doesn't want to or he doesn't know how to and he's too egotistical and narcissistic to ask for help.
0: Can I be negative like usual? And, sure. say, and say that the more money that he spends is the less he has to pay in taxes once again. And it's like these, improve, right, but- these improvements might have been mandated. We don't know that. Well, yeah, yeah but- he
2: opened up a big can of worms when he tore down the grandstands. That was probably the the dumbest thing they did. I, I just feel, and I mean, I tower. wasn't in the inner workings. I just feel like that was not well thought through because they didn't seem to be prepared for all the stuff that, you know, domino effect with the town and zoning that, that knocking that grandstand down crush. It just seemed like they weren't prepared for it. I mean, I'm still hearing that there's, there's no tower because the issues with the town, like whether that's true or not, I don't know. I know people in the town. I've lived here my whole life. I don't, I don't necessarily think a lot of that is true. I just, I, I, just I think it's I, excuses. I just don't
3: think it was, it was, it was poorly planned. No, so, I, I, I agree that that was uh, poorly planned. I just, if he didn't want to open that place up again, he could have used the parking lot like he has before for rentals or for storage or other stuff. I mean, he could have generated some income to show something coming in to call it a business still at that point. Right. So, I mean, he didn't have to open the track back up. There was plenty of other opportunities for him with that place. Could have just become a junkyard.
1: That's true, the, but the, it begs the, the question. Just because you, you spend money and throw money at a problem doesn't mean you have the leadership to f- have the potential to be fulfilled.
3: Well, and I think that's where I'm going back to. Is it that he doesn't want to or he's got too big of an ego to admit that he has no idea
2: how to? Well, I think that Jesse's point about leadership i mean you know the cosmetic things are nice don't get me wrong the fence to me and timmy's rec proved that that fence oh, yeah. was obviously a tremendous upgrade nobody's denying that oh. don't get me started on the grandstands but Again. i would have rather had the old grandstands there and have him invest in a salary for somebody who has a vision and knows how to run that track than be what it is now
3: uh, I agree with
2: that, and I think that's to Jesse's point. I mean, you can put put in new grandstands, but grandstands don't have any vision or leadership to to steer the ship. It's just a cosmetic upgrade. What I would I would have much rather have the old stuff there and have have that have people in place. That well, what what like. I would
3: like to know though is, was he mandated to put those new grandstands in before actually opening back up? Because I mean, they band-aided, and I don't know the backstory, obviously, but they band-aided those things together so many damn times just to meet passing a, a uh, an inspection or something every year mm. like at some point they may have come to a point with the town where they just said you have to do this or we're not going to continue
2: well it's it, true but it, it could also have been where you know they say okay you know bruce could have just uh, i mean this is all speculation on our part yeah. none of us are here, but you know i i'm under i believe that the town would have let them Modify those grandstands. You know, if they could get an engineer to sign off on how to modify that original structure and make it safe, um they could have kept it. And I think it 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 appears that Bruce said it's not worth doing that. Let's just knock them down and bring new ones in. And that's where I I wonder that may you know just that comparison. You know, repairing it versus new ones. Maybe it's a better investment. Yeah, financial. when When you figure in all the dominoes of stuff that was created an additional expense because you, you nullified the grandfather clause of, you know, having those grandstands there, then I don't think it was worth it. I I think that you could have kept those grandstands there. Obviously it would have been a recurring expense um, over time because you, you know, you would have to do more and more every, you know, a little every year, but. The bottom line is, and it's uh, again, it's no disrespect to any of the guys that are there, you know, making the place operate and open right. it up so there's a place to race. Mm-hmm. But I just, uh, I, I feel like they're handcuffed. I don't even really blame them. I just feel like they're handcuffed. Like Bruce is only going to let him do so much. I think that's pretty apparent. Yeah. I don't think you got to be a brain surgeon to figure that out. It's,
3: it's just in general, it's he's obvious. just a control freak, is what it seems like.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I to say, I haven't I haven't talked to Bruce in years, so I, I haven't really talked I, I don't think you have to talk to him since he got arrested. I haven't he, seen him so then. I mean listen, he definitely doesn't like the media. He definitely doesn't, you know I, I understand if he's bitter because of what happened in his personal life, but I mean that's not the media's fault that he got arrested. And so For I can see him you know being mad about that, but he doesn't he doesn't even like like events to be promoted. You know, like, uh, you know, they have a tri track race there this year, apparently, and but they don't have their own schedule. I mean, everything's just so. Yeah,
1: tri-try. that just sounds like it sounds like a lot of hubris. Sounds like hubris is taking a whole. All of those things that you just said basically comes down to ego, and a and lack of As humility.
3: speed bowl turns. Yeah.
2: Mm. I don't it's, know how all, much longer it's so to go disappointing because but... it's such a cool track. It's, you know, there's so much potential, and it just it bums me out to see it just like it's barely surviving. Like it's you know, it's literally again the passion of the people that still go there that keep that place going, and that's it. Oh, I agree.
0: Yeah, the place always seems to be surrounded with some kind of cloud of some kind of negativity, and it always changes. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of weird because back before people were wondering if the place would even open, then they'd wondered if the place would get sold to somebody who uh, would run the place as a racetrack and not bulldoze it. And then now it's like financially for the first time and I can't remember how long it has a financial future. But the rest of it now we have no idea about. So it's like the cloud is always shifting, and it's, I don't know what to do to get rid of it, but somebody better buy a goddamn load of sage or something. I don't know what to tell you. Call some
2: What I find religious people up there. What or I find amazing is, you know, like, like, uh, poor Shane had a story that Eric Burnt's going to run their full season there. Like, I'm amazed that, uh, listen, I think that's great. If the track oh, opens, yeah. I love Eric Burnt. It's great that he's back there. But, I gotta be honest. If I if I run a modified team, I wouldn't be spending money building the car. To point, what the hell's going on down there? I mean, that's just me. it, and I love the place, but I think I, for they,
3: the SK guys though, it's the same rules for all three tracks. NLA so, model guys all all for the most a,
1: part, except for the Stafford. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah, it's just a gear change and probably some crossweight or something, maybe a different shock. It's not really a huge difference. Yeah, but isn't
2: this the new team?
3: He could probably go run Thompson or Stafford either way, though. Yeah. Why don't I we ask so,
0: them for the schedule? Maybe they know it. Ask who? Burnt? Oh, that team. Maybe they no, know. I, I, I know. I don't know. I
2: mean, everyone's just going on the assumption that the place is going to open. Yet the the owner and operating team have given no no uh, inclination that that's the case. Yeah, everyone's and, just assuming
1: that. And and so Timmy Jordan too has heard he's coming back right. probably with a whole new car. Yeah. So, yeah. I would assume take, with a whole so. new
3: car, that thing
1: was so. that
3: yeah, thing was that's
2: hurt. A perplexing thing. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> I can see some some of these guys, you know, Janovic Gata, who, you know, didn't ha- had a, a car in one piece, a relatively you know good piece. They don't have to. There's not a big expense there to come back the following year. But this somebody like Timmy, whose car was destroyed, or these new teams that you know, or, or any team in any division that's going to build a car to race there. I just I just feel like um I feel like it's disrespectful to those it's disrespectful to the competitors to not communicate to them about the upcoming season. I mean it's January twenty fourth. Um, there's a
0: lot there's a lot more that goes into putting a race car on the track in a lot of cases. Especially these guys, they have to have a motor refreshed. They might have to have their whole drive line gone through, shocks and everything. They probably have to have everything right. rebuilt. And so that takes time, especially when everybody's doing it at once, and there's if they don't do it in-house, somebody else has to do it. And there's a line, and if you get stuck in that line, you could be pretty late in the year before you get your stuff back, like bef- before the season starts, obviously. Yeah. But then you're going to be doing a lot more work and a lot less time. This stuff all needs to be figured out you know, yeah. ahead of time so it can be planned out.
1: The longer it, the longer it, it plays out, the less likely that there's going to be any big changes to the rules anyway.
0: That's what happened to Thompson. Everybody so, was wondering where they were, and then they came out, and there was really no, I didn't see any changes. Really. No, and
1: I think the same thing happened last year with the speed bowl. A little bit there was it was late in a rule change, but last year, but Thompson
0: did have the schedule out. Yeah, well before the rules, right? So at least we knew there was going to be a schedule, so you could at least prepare what you had, and assume that it's not going to change much because okay. you can't just dump a change on people late and expect them all to fix it. So,
3: but I honestly think you should have the rules out a month after your season ends, and you should at least have a schedule by Christmas.
2: Right.
1: Usually, I don't, that's I don't see how it any reason
2: you can't have that done.
1: Especially well, if they're used on. to have
2: it during the banquet, which would have been around this, like you know, it, would have, it was in the middle of January of the banquet. But that was like the hype of the, of going to the banquet was that you know you got the schedule. Released. Yep. Yeah. Jesse's point though about like, you know, people are just gonna show up with not much change, like like so I can speak from my perspective, uh, doing Sid's view there. You know, as you guys know, we had a great response from sponsors and uh, uh we were able to have, you know, big crew and do a lot of stuff there for the I think we were there five times. And so, you know, I was open to go there seven or eight times, which I guess maybe we still could, but I mean I was excited to See the schedule and and pick out some dates and work with sponsors and kind of figure all that stuff out and you know yeah. like the video business is good I got stuff lined up I got, got stuff going on now it's you know it's it's like all right well what's going to happen is the schedule is going to come out and I want to pick the dates that I'm available for it's going to be like it, it couldn't be we couldn't do as much stuff as we wanted to or could prepare to. Um, we're going to do just what we can pull off in the time that we've been allotted to do, which is what the competitors are going to do. And, you know, whatever, you you can make that argument for the people that show up with the food trucks or the track photographers or whatever, man, the people that work at the track or anybody that wants to help in promoting or whatever, man. You know, there's, there's a lot of that of just like, okay, well, hey, it's the first week in March. Hey, we're going to open in six weeks whoever can come aboard and help us run, let's go. And we'll just, you know, okay, that's fine. And we'll pull the season off, but you just miss out on all kinds of potential. And, you know, I feel bummed that we could, we could plan to do some really cool stuff and blow it out of the park with some of this video stuff, but I'm not putting the effort in there. If I, no one's going to communicate to me, what the hell the schedule is going to be, you know? Yeah. So, and, and on and their end, bummer.
1: Uh, how are they supposed to get uh market sponsorship for any big, uh, big events? Is there gonna be a wings and wheels? Who's it gonna be sponsored by? You have all this you should be preparing all of the all of the uh marketing for yeah. ahead of time too, so that you can make a few extra bucks, put a big purse out there, bring even more cars, everyone makes more money, gets more entertained. All this could be avoided if they got their ducks in a row. Well, you you're
2: what you just said to me, Jess, is the perfect uh you know, if anybody wants to say, well, Bruce isn't doing this because he's losing money or, or blah, blah, whatever. That What you just said just proves that he doesn't need to do that. The, the money to run that place is not an issue. And so he doesn't need to do the marketing stuff because it doesn't matter to him. The dude's loaded. He's got more money than everybody that goes there on a Saturday night combined. He's loaded. And so he doesn't need that. So I don't, you know, I get frustrated when people tell me, oh, he's going to lose money. or yeah. He doesn't want to do this and blah, blah. He's got the money to do whatever he wants. He just doesn't want to do it. I mean, that's, that was, you know? Okay. Otherwise, he'd be putting in the effort in the marketing. He doesn't need to, because he's got the money to not worry about it. I mean, I don't think that's anything groundbreaking. It's his it's, own
3: not, little playground. Yeah. Hmm. It's unfortunate,
2: because we all love the place, obviously. It just it just could be... You know, we've been saying this for years. It's, the place is just a... It's a, uh, it's a bowl of... You know, un- unused potential.
1: <laughs> it just sounds like it just sounds like we're a bunch of kids in the playroom right now, and you know we're listening to mommy and daddy fight in the background, and then we're all trying to decide uh, who we're gonna go live with. We're gonna go live with mommy or daddy. <laughs> we're
3: gonna go to Thompson or Stafford. <laughs> I'm gonna go live with
1: dad. I'm gonna go live with mom. You should come with me.
0: <laughs> oh, dad. be fair so
3: Staff- Stafford
1: would be daddy. Stafford's daddy. Hi.
3: Yeah, I would say
0: that. <laughs> There's no question at this point.
2: I mean, I almost think that what Staff I mean, Stafford just kicking it out of the park with everything they do almost it's unbelievable oh, yeah. and that that it actually makes the Speed Bowls scenario even more depressing just to see how <laughs> how well they're doing and you know, and Thompson even really though they sure. they, you know, the guys that run it there are not local and uh, but I mean, their events seem to be—they—they they seem to be doing well with the events they are putting on. Nice. I mean, they're, they're pretty quiet too. But Thompson's just really- Thompson, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's all
3: you
1: can say about the mm-hmm. place. It just—it's there. It's yeah. They—they yeah. they seem to at least have the experience and the leadership to run a successful event or events. They run so, successful
0: right. tours. I mean, you can't deny them. So.
1: Yeah. Thompson's like speedball light in
3: terms of drama. You only have to worry about it like every six or seven years
0: until they decide to do something else that takes us off the list anyway uh i don't know how much more we want to beat this horse but
3: you eh. mean when they cut, knock down the mountain and fill up the uh, oval with it
0: oh yeah probably that and they'll pave over top of it yeah <laughs> we'll start that rumor how's that that'll get everybody going right up. yeah they'll yeah. love that even though we made it up,
3: <laughs> I heard that. that's what's going to happen at the beginning of 2023, didn't
0: you? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I heard it was going to happen this year. They just I'm pushed already it back.
3: banned from their Facebook page. So
0: I heard it was going to happen this year. They just pushed it back. No, oh, I don't know. Like Kevin Harvick's retirement. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I think we should probably move it on from here. What do y'all think? Yeah, turn the page. <laughs> pick the pick the bat up and walk away from that poor thing. Okay, <laughs> so Jess, we have actual. We'll check it out next week. Yep, we'll see what happens on the drama tube next week. We have actual listener um, participation. Which one should I do? Should I do the listener suggestion or submission? I mean, or should we do the listener voicemail first? Shortest one first? Yeah, let's do the voicemail first. It's probably the shortest one. This looks like it's from a Ryan Waterman. And uh, what does he have to say?
2: Hey, Phil, how are you liking that Florida weather this morning?
0: And Jesse, we miss you at Thompson when you coming back. Love you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back at Thompson when... Uh, the crate motor stops sucking coming out of the factory. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> that is
3: that is complete. That is fixed. Is it fixed, fixed now? No more excuses. Oh, I,
1: that I, is fixed. I need to know. Yeah, but I don't want to get any old stock either. So That's I gotta know. also true. Yeah. I got. I got to know. I don't
3: Actually, want.
0: Uh, didn't they pull them? Because order
1: they- it. Order it
3: directly from your local GM dealership, did they, or through uh, Donny Rad.
0: Did they?
1: Uh, yeah, they'll get it from General them? themselves. Did they so. recall all the engines off? The I
0: believe assembly line? didn't they recall them? I thought they did. I
1: believe they did, but I'm sure like
3: someone like Donny Rad could have used them for uh, SK lights because I. Th- think they go over on the pistons and probably do a little light machine work on those anyway.
0: Yeah, they do a little right. bit. They do a little bit to them. But yeah, if you order it from like a Chevy dealership, they'll probably get it directly from right. GM. Instead of going through like a big parts warehouse like Summit or somebody yeah. who might have a bunch in a row that they already pre-ordered, I would say get Mo- it directly most... from manufacturer. All
3: right. I'm pretty, pretty sure most GM dealerships can order it direct for you, or you can do knee smith out of georgia they're uh usually the cheapest price and it's free shipping wherever that's a
0: that's a chevy dealership anyway i'm pretty sure but they do the, a lot of this stuff yeah so yeah there's the answer
1: yeah they, they do high volume <laughs> all right so looking at end of 2022 or, or 2023
0: and whenever his schedule in the giant ass truck uh uh sure itself up or whenever he can get out early enough it's all scheduling money and other outside influence Time issues. Time off. Time yeah, that's all a like big I deal.
1: Negotiate with the union and
0: and then Phil yeah. has to answer his question as to how's he liking the weather. Because for reference oh, sake, it, it was-, was twenty degrees this morning in Florida where Phil lives. <laughs>
3: I <laughs> have a- never been that cold in Florida.
0: That's awesome.
3: <laughs> it was I walked outside and said F this.
0: Hey, He's growing as an individual, everybody. He didn't say the F word. All right, I'm marking down F-word the time there. anyway. That's amazing. You're,
3: <laughs> you're going to give me uh Forrest Whitaker eye here.
0: Plus one for Phil. All right, you earned one point today. There's a shiny sticker. <laughs> I don't know. Hey! It'll fail Ow, later. Oh, that was loud. Yeah, that's okay. It'll fail later. And so... Thank you for sending in an actual voicemail. Someone actually listened to us. I've been harping on people to give us anything to play. and
3: Ryan does listen every week too, so he he, he always messages me. He's like, "When's the next podcast coming out?": And so out of and thank out, you Ryan for listening.
0: And out of the hundreds who watch and listen, he's the only one.
3: <laughs> Damn it.
0: So the messages only get everybody else
3: just kind of turns it on and walks away.
0: He's the only one who paid attention. So, all right. uh, We have a listener submission also from longtime contributor uh, Tyler Owen. Sorry, I couldn't read my notes. Me fail English?
1: That's impossible.
0: That's me. (laughs) Uh, He asks, uh, discuss on the next show if Waterford should bring back the Wings and Wheels August Saturday race event with, and he lists a few divisions here, SK's NEMA... Uh, that new New England Big Block Super Modified Series and either Tri-Track or MRS or whatever. And I'm like, well, if we had a schedule, I'd have an idea of if they're actually going to do it or not. But, of course, that's a moneymaker. That's a big event. People always come to that thing. People get
1: jazzed up to see it.
0: Oh, God, yeah. That's a big event.
1: What Sid has said already, we don't care if it makes money or not. Right. What we care about is fan participation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, too,
3: that I think this new Big Block Modified Crate Engine class – is gonna be, is, it's gonna make Isma look silly in a couple of years.
0: It very well could, but I'd really like to see how it pans out first. But obviously, that's wait for until they have yet.
1: to recall the engines. Yeah, the GM for...
0: crate motors because they're b- <laughs> filed the rings too close or something. Yeah, or the bearing tolerances prices
1: of engines skyrocket because <laughs> just... they're the only cr- game in town. Hmm.
3: I think affordability wise, everybody wants a super uh, super modified. And, and I know they have a the small block supers up in New Hampshire. Jesse but wants one, really. Everybody bad. wants. I want. Everybody one. wants a big block. But
1: I, I want a big block. I want. I want a small block modified, but I can't spend twenty five hundred dollars on a shock. To uh, and yeah. I don't want to put putt in the back. I yeah, he'll a, be
0: spending ten grand on shocks. I can't spend ten grand on shocks. I can't spend ten grand on a car. No. Give me a break. <laughs>
3: I mean, I don't know how much they're spending on those engines currently, the open engines on the uh, Isma Tour. but I've so heard it's sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's about seventy-five.
0: S- yeah. I'd say it's between sixty and seventy thousand.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say seventy-five on the high end. They're that's big that's running. astronomical. And those the GM crate motors like fifteen grand.
0: Uh which one are they running? Four seventy-two. I, I
1: think, think they're
3: running the five seventy two. 572 I thought it was
0: okay because the 572 uh, is about 18 to 20 I think the price might have gone up with uh, is it? shortages and junk but I Still, think it's though, about I mean, 18 to 20 you're
3: looking at like a, a mountain motor it's like a $50,000 difference and now you're putting it into the level where an SK guy could have one of those sitting in his garage
0: yeah, and you've got uh I didn't know if they were gonna run that new six thirty two motor, which that thing is a monster. Oh, Lord. I sent you a video of that thing just idling in the new Hoonigan car. And that thing is amazing. Oh, it sounds insane. That thing's about twenty five to twenty eight grand. I forget how much it is, but that's a gigantic yep. engine. Those,
3: those big displacement naturally aspirated engines sound absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, they're big compression and big cam. They are amazing sounding. I love a big-block Chevy. Uh, anyway, so we should move on to the second part oh, of... Oh, go can ahead. I, go I, ahead. Can
2: I just chime in real quick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I vote for bringing the wings and wheels back. If they get rid of the weird wings Wednesday something thing they had Didn't last they? year with supermods and X-Cars on the same show, two thumbs down. Get rid of that.
0: Yeah, no go back to what worked. And
2: if they're...
3: If yeah. they're gonna do it, put the TQ midgets in there.
0: We're mm. just gonna do it. Now nah, I'm good on the TQ midgets; <laughs> they can stay at Riverhead.
1: Yeah, come on.
3: No, nope. TQ midgets are awesome.
0: They're not good on a bigger track than a quarter mile because they're too fast. Anyway, uh,
1: Legend cars aren't good on. A, no, Legend cars than quarter shouldn't mi- be bigger. We've than already a quarter seen mile that viral either. video of that guy. Legends cars
3: should race on cart tracks. They really they, should. Someone, they need small. to go race Legends
1: cars at Pomfret. <laughs>
0: They're too. They're sure, a little they too could, big for Poppers, sure, and they I should think. bring
1: next gen cars out and you know in the, in the Rose Bowl or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think they're doing at, that. At the oh. LA Coliseum.
2: That's, oh, oh wow. yeah. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> oh, we they thought that should, was a joke. They're, they're,
2: yeah. You know, they talk about the legend cars like the speed the the Daytona for the legend cars, and that's they they should treat it that way and just have them there like four or five times a year. Well, they, like they, I said, they, they run way too so many times.
0: Like I said last year. um, they don't want to run there without INEX sanctioning. They are uh, all about
2: sanctioning. Oh yeah, right?
0: All yeah, about it. Right. You go to Seaconk, yep. there's tons of them because they have INEX sanctioning. You go anywhere yeah. up in New Hampshire where they have INEX sanctioning, there's going to be tons of cars. But without it, no one cares. They're not running there. That's they sad. run
3: the, the Winter Nationals down here at uh, Citrus County Speedway for the INEX Legends cars. And it is absolutely bonkers how many cars there
2: are. So you think about it, it was only like five years ago they had the Nationals there.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point, Brent. I forgot about that. Without that sanction, that that division, I hate to say it's kind of
0: pointless. It's kind of worthless to them as racers with that because that's the only real reason they're in it because it's a national points thing. Uh, Anyway, a second part of Tyler's question we have also, this is a decent discussion point, uh, why is Jeff Bodine not even on the NASCAR Hall of Fame ballot? He was the. This is his quote, by the way. He was the last driver to lap the field in a NASCAR Cup Series race, uh, which is incredibly boring, by the way. Yes, that was North Wilkesboro. <laughs> Nobody would watch that nowadays. Oh, there would be so many discussions on Twitter about it. Um, won the Daytona 500, first ever with an in-car camera, which is definitely not true. Kelly no. uh, Yarbrough did it at least three years before that.
1: Well, there's. Uh, Nor did that matter. Why
2: would that matter?
0: It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's sorry, just I'm Tyler. reading. I'm reading sorry, the quote. Sorry, Tyler,
2: but that doesn't matter. I know, well, matter I know, I mean, but I'm just saying. They've had
0: car cameras since
1: the '60s.
0: But so. Cale Yarborough won. Remember that's a famous footage where he puts his arm up. he won. What was that? '82, '83, or something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, '83 and '84. Oh, Okay, both of them. But both, I mean, he both did yours. Th- th-
0: yeah, and that was the thing that Dale Earnhardt Jr. referenced. You could hear a noise in the background, and it was Cale making car noises down the straightaway. It's hilarious. <laughs> like a little kid, like brrr. yeah, it was funny. Uh That'd he was he I actually knew. did do that. Uh and it, let's continue his quote. And lots of other cup races. Um 18 to be exact. Uh let's see, I've lost my place. He brought power steering to NASCAR, had amazing had an amazing record in modifieds. And he was also is-
1: the he, and he also uh, was one of the f- probably the first
0: one to ever have a full face helmet. I believe he was also the full face helmet guy. Can yeah. I just be the negative guy like usual? I'm sorry. Don't be like Brent. Everyone. I'm sorry, Tyler. I'm a negative person. Don't be like Brent. If Jeff Bodine didn't bring power steering and a full face helmet into NASCAR, someone else probably would have. Um, but still, yeah. someone
1: had to be the first.
0: But someone had to be the first, and yes, Jeff was very innovative by doing that. So that
1: it made the car faster. Yeah it's because not just you're not driver t- comfort no. it's about speed.
0: Yeah. That's because a you're at, you're, deal. you're able to keep the car more stable because you don't have to wrestle the wheel as much you can be a lot more finesse. Yeah, you don't yeah. scrub speed off in the turns. So yes, it was an ingenious idea by him to bring those two in. But again, me being negative, somebody else probably would have done it at some point. Mm. Uh, never mind me. Please. Yeah, if
1: someone didn't invent the Hans device, somebody else would have. Like, somebody you know.
0: else kind of did. They invented like three different ones at the same time, but the Hans is the one that won out. Um, even though the rest of them were fairly effective. Anyway. Um,
1: so here's, here's, yeah, so he's I, probably not going to be in. Well, here's the thing. Well,
0: I got to finish this quote out so we can keep discussing things here. Uh, he says, and I know where he got this from. Uh, I don't know who said it, but he's set a Guinness Book of World Records uh, record for winning 55 races in a single season. And I don't know where they get that from. And I know where he got that info from. I I found it over on uh, encyclopedic page that takes donations. I'll just say that racing reference. Uh, uh, Wait, Wiki, the racing reference? No, Wikipedia says it. But you look at you Google it and it's Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> I'm twelve. Uh, I, um, I Googled it and a bunch of different websites also list it as like PR stuff. Um, but I searched Guinness world records and I couldn't find it. Um, it could be for NASCAR victories, but I found articles that said that he won races in uh, Yankee all-star league races, which I don't think were NASCAR sanctioned or anything or had Correct. anything to do with NASCAR results. So I don't know what the Guinness Correct. world record is for. Because if it was for short track wins, Dick Trickle won sixty-seven times in nineteen seventy-two. Um, so I don't, I don't know if it's NASCAR wins or what or modified wins. There, I there's can't no, even, there's
2: no specification for that. It's, it's not NASCAR. It's not short track. It's
0: just, I can't, it's generic, I generic. can't actually. Not even Wikipedia is like, hey, somebody's got to figure this out if that's actually true or not. They leave a little notation on it. So I'm like, I don't know about the Guinness World Record, but 55 wins in one season out of 84 races? That's amazing. Not a
3: bad win percentage.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. We don't have to bring the Guinness World Records into it, but we could say he won almost two-thirds of his races, and that alone is enough to impress me. It's like, holy crap. Or three-fifths. I don't know how much it was.
2: I mean, I want to. I don't want to poo-poo the the record there, but I mean, if you, you know, you talk to people that were around in that heyday, like I have. There's there's uh, question marks with that car, we should say. Um, so, uh, you know, it was it was a game changer. You know, that that was that number one Dick Armstrong car, and a lot of people attribute the uh, money making uh, you go fast more than anything else uh, it gets traced back to that car. So there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, not everybody looks back at that car fondly. And um, Bodine also is not, you know, a very, uh, he was abrasive, you know, especially in that era, opposed to, um, you know, a guy like Ronnie Bouchard, who kind of really had this, you know, all-American boy, kind of, you know, very photogenic, fan-friendly guy. Jeff Bodine was more of a, I'll show up, kick your ass, and I don't care if you like me or not. See you later. And, yeah, um, I mean, it,
0: it wasn't like Cook or Evans or, uh, yeah, like you said, Ronnie. I mean, yeah. those guys were actually approachable. I mean, Bodine was kind of an asshole back then, <laughs> to be okay. fair. But um, I mean, well, he did win I mean, races. On the
2: NASCAR side, I mean, 18 wins, one of which was the Daytona 500.
0: Uh, yeah, he won Daytona 586. I believe. In the
2: Hall of Fame. Yeah, no, he's...
1: Hall Fame. He's got uh, eighteen cup wins, six six uh Bush wins. He's got three IROC wins.
0: He won an IROC championship. Yeah. He didn't win the cup championship. He never won the yeah, he's Xfinity not Championship or the Truck Championship. Yeah. He or an Arca
2: Championship. He doesn't have a NASCAR championship. He's got no
0: think. he's got no NASCAR championship. I don't think he even won the modified championship because I think he was pretty much out of modified no. by the time the tour he even was, existed. He was
2: already in, he was already in cup by the time the tour started.
0: Yeah, and even even before... His even first when, cup year was 1979. Like, even before the tour, when it was just NASCAR modifieds, when, you know, Richie Evans and Jerry Cook were kicking everyone's ass, I don't think he won one of those either, did he? No. No. Uh,
2: no as for... Uh,
0: good. As for stats, uh, yeah, I looked it up, and Jesse was correct. It's 18 wins, but, I mean, he's tied with guys like Ryan Newman, Casey Kane... Harry Gant uh, and Neil Bonnet, and um, again, you—if you win that many races, I mean, you look at Davey Allison; he won 19 races and he got in, but he also died very early. He had a very big impact on the sport in a lot of different ways. You look at guys like, uh oh, Jesus. Buddy Baker
1: down. has 19 wins. Yeah, that he's in there, right? But he's in the Hall of Fame.
0: But he's also in there for a lot of a lot of the reasons I mean, yeah. why a lot of these guys. Are, Junior has over 25. Yeah, he's got at least 28, I think. Gotcha. Um,
3: Junior's got Xfinity championships, though.
0: So. But a lot of the reasons why these guys and their win totals get them into oh. the Hall of Fame is what they did outside of racing. Like, Junior never had a championship. He had decent stats, won two Xfinity championships, won, what, two or three Daytona 500s? Yeah, he's won a lot of um, big races. You know, I He's mean, won a few big races. But it's for their contributions.
2: He was the face of the sport for, like, 15 years. Yeah, yeah
1: that's that's a big deal too and buddy Baker yeah, well, also. Won. buddy Baker
0: did a lot of stuff outside the sport he, like he in, won the in,
1: 1970 in, southern 500 two world 600s in a row the 1980 Daytona 500 win at the highest at fastest average speed ever which will never be broken but he did was and he was the first so. in uh he was the first car or stock car to run 200 miles an hour
0: he also did a lot for that's the sport deal. in uh broadcasting, broadcasting. So those so are
1: big differences when between him Jeff Bodine and Harry yeah. Kane.
0: When you're an ambassador for the sport it weighs heavily on your pick to be into the Hall of Fame. Now Ned Jarrett is a Hall of Famer, correct? Oh yeah. He's a first NAS- year. I believe first he year. was a NASCAR champion as well in 60. Correct.
1: Two year, no, 61 and 65.
0: Okay, so he's a two-time champion.
1: He sold He didn't race very long though. Yeah, he sold uh Wendell Scott. Wendell Scott's first race car which is his That's 1961 right. championship car.
0: Yeah, that's right. And he didn't race that long in the grand scheme of things. No. Uh and but he did a ton. He won for the fifty sport. races. He did win fifty races. That's a good amount. But they did race a hell of a lot more back then. So but right. it still had to be pretty good. So he did a lot for the sport in the broadcasting sense for, God, 40, 50 years afterwards.
1: It wasn't just broadcasting. It was yeah. also a sponsorship. And oh God, yeah. could, he grand Hickory Motor Speedway. And Edger also helped a ton of crew members and drivers get into the sport. That yeah, it
0: was his contributions outside of the driver's seat that got him in. Plus, he had a pretty damn good record. So, I mean, you got guys who yeah. might you might forget about. But like like I said, again, we're not really. Well,
3: and what's, what's the name of it?
0: NASCAR Hall of Fame.
3: What's the last word there?
0: Fame. <laughs> hey, the NFL is Jeff
3: Bodine. I mean, I get it that we know him because of where we are. Mm-hmm. But if you walk up to a current day NASCAR fan and you ask him who Jeff Bodine is, they're not going to know who it is.
0: Most They'll NASCAR know who fans Nick are not. is though. Benny Parsons. We have a lot of dumb They'll know fans who out someone
3: there. Someone like I, I honestly think Jimmy Spencer will get in the Hall of Fame before Jeff Bodine does.
0: That's going to be a long way down the road, though. I think because
3: well, I agree, but I'm saying like,
0: but I did Jimmy like
3: Spencer did all the TV stuff, and people know who he is, and he's a big personality in the sport.
0: I love it when
2: he won a tour championship.
0: Yeah, that's true. He did. I also I also yeah. loved Jimmy Spencer's rant section whenever he was on the Speed Channel. When I forget what the hell they were uh, just that was. They would just let He's him loose. The crying towel. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, uh, Jimmy
1: Spencer great, punched but, Kurt Busch I mean, in the like, face.
0: That's true. He did.
1: And broke his nose and he needed plastic surgery. Do you That's want, a Hall of Fame ticket right there.
0: Do you want to see some names of people who are not in the Hall of Fame but have far, probably in my mind, far more influence than Jeff Bodine? Oh, do tell. Uh, let's see. Is Freddie Lorenzen in?
1: Negative.
0: is Let's see here. Let me go through the list. Jim Paschal. Nope. Uh, Bobby Isaac. No. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting up yeah. the list here. Uh, let's see. I think I'm getting into the territory of guys who are in the hall, so I think I'm just going to go back down here.
3: You know one, one that, that definitely will go into the hall way before Jeff Bodine ever will is Randy LaJoy.
0: He Why? yeah, because of the safety innovations, and no. he's a two-time the safety champion. innovations. He could go in for some other reason too. The
2: nationwide,
3: the wins. He, Randy LeJoy no. was
2: not only a uh, Xfinity champ, I think twice, twice, but he was an old he was an old NASCAR North champion as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Forgot about that. Yeah, but he could get one of those well, special again, awards. That's
2: like, twenty or thirty
1: years from now. Jeff Bodine has 18 more NASCAR Cup wins than (laughs) Randy
0: LaJoy. Yeah, he does. So, no. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I just saw
2: that Jeff Bodine was named one of NASCAR's 50 greatest drivers in 1998. Yeah, he was. Again, that doesn't put you in the hall, but NASCAR obviously. They've had
3: about 20 new greatest drivers come along since then. Yeah, (laughs) that is
0: true.
2: I was surprised to see that, though, to be honest with you.
3: Kyle (laughs) Busch, Kurt Busch, a couple of
0: them kind of brings me to this guy. I remember this car more than I remember him sometimes. <laughs> what about him? What this about is, him? No, I just say I remember this guy's car more than I remember something. This Bobby Hamilton in the 1980s. 19- oh, it's Bobby Hamilton, yeah. Hey, this is a signed picture, man. This is my new. Uh, Time, lemonade, Oldsmobile. Yeah, this is my new yeah. studio picture that my wife got me. Oh, It'll nice. go right next you know, to the signed guys, picture of Uncle Bobby. Bobby and Bobby. Guys
3: like that or Mike Skinner or Ron Hornaday. When when do you think guys like them will end up in? They're that? gonna they're, they're supporting gonna have
0: to, division guys. They're gonna have to get all the cup guys in f- that. Yeah, were but really high up on they're their list pioneers
3: first. of the truck series too.
0: Yes, but I the mean, truck series isn't is big. the biggest, Jack,
2: Jack Sprague. Yeah, I mean, day's got four
1: You, you just still gotta you still gotta think about the cup series first, and that's. That's you, yeah, the you, main, you, that's their main important thing that's who's going to get people in the door no one's going to go in the door of the Hall of Fame to look at Jack's break pictures
0: I mean you'll get nobody's
1: some nobody's going to really go in the, the door of the Hall of Fame and I'm going to piss off
3: a lot of people saying this but to go, go look at uh, Richard Richie yeah,
2: Evans 100%, you're 100% right we care about it because we live in a modified country
0: yeah, I'm going to down, down anymore, to North Carolina K- you know, well yeah, yeah but, but those
1: are regional like that... Those are that's a regional Regional names, but I mean, I wouldn't go down there to go look for Lee Pulliam, but he should probably be in the Hall of Fame as a short tracker. But we have we Eventually. have
3: pi- pioneers of the Cup Series in in the Hall of Fame, right? Pioneers they have a whole pioneer general.
1: class every year.
0: One yeah, but again, for the pioneer class again, you'd have to be amazing in a support division, like Jerry Cook or Richie Evans or Mike Stefanik. or Lee Pulliam or, or Ty Christopher. Well, the guys that are actually in the Hall of Fame, I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah to get into the you know, hall. know the quarter
2: days on that on that level, Brent?
0: I mean, eventually, yeah, I think give him a few years and the truck series stuff alone would get him in the hall. But again, you still got to go through the guys who are at the top level and then you got to work your way down and see who's worthy on a second level and it's all a tier.
1: Is there a Triple-A baseball hall of fame? No. Is there a Double-A baseball oh, hall of fame? Time.
0: No, there's a baseball hall of fame though. <laughs>
2: This says Hornaday's in the Hall of
0: Fame. I believe he is.
2: Oh, is he? Yeah.
3: I thought you guys were talking about like Jack
0: Sprague or something. uh, I screwed up.
3: Uh, Oh. Yeah. But I mean, I knew I was confused for a second there. Mike Mike Skinner's not in there yet, is he?
0: Mike Skinner? No. I'm guessing not. Definitely doesn't ring a bell.
2: The other thing about Bodine. It shouldn't is shouldn't be anyway, yet, but. Bodine was the first driver for Hendrick Motorsports, wasn't
1: he? That's correct.
0: If not the one yeah. off yeah, He yeah.
1: was the first driver. They almost quit. He was going to. Uh, uh, Hendrick wasn't even at the track the day that Bodine won the first race for Hendrick. Because, because the, he, yeah. they were out of money. He was ready to fold up shop. He was done.
0: Yeah, and then he won. And, and then the he thing won. Going. And then that was it. Yeah. Harry
1: Hyde called him up and said, hey, guess what? We won.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I still don't think he's a Hall of Famer. But the more I was looking at stuff while we were talking, there's a couple little nuggets there that are you know worth considering. Hendrick, and I mean, that's just a you there's, know a legendary team, and for him to be the first driver is you know that, that's something. Yeah, I, I think,
3: think Kevin Harvick will get in the Hall of Fame before a lot of these guys too.
0: My thing is, is it goes along the lines of outside the driver's seat, and he hasn't really done anything outside the yeah. driver's seat except play with bobsleds, um, and that's not NASCAR. So. I mean, right? Not, it's not racing related. If he if he gets in, it'll be a long time from now. And like you look at somebody along the lines of a Carl Edwards, it's like, well, he hasn't done anything outside of the seat either, and he's got a ton more wins. And I don't think he's going to get in. You know,
3: I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll get in the the Hall of Fame. Maybe ever.
0: I doubt it.
2: Are you talking about? Carl
3: Edwards. What's that, Justin?
0: Oh, Freddie's in. Okay. I didn't have a list I, of uh, the people who were in the Hall of Fame, but I don't, I only have yeah, a cursory I knowledge. I did. I'd mentioned Freddie Lorenzen, but he is in. And I'm like, oh, good. I didn't I didn't think they were that me, stupid to leave him out.
3: <laughs> let me just pull my list of who's in the, the Hall of Fame out of my pocket that I carry around with me everywhere. Yeah, right? I
0: mean, I just I have 16 windows open and I forget where they are and I can't look them up right away or I look stupid. But Jesse's helping me out here. So, at least again, I'm looking at names like, why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? And then it's like, they are in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, oh, that makes more sense now. Of course, they should be in. You know,
3: there's a lot of these guys like Jeff Bodine that maybe one day they would deserve to that are going to get bumped by guys retiring in the future here, like Kevin Harvick and Kyle Bush. And I mean, Kyle they're just going to keep
0: bumping them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Bush they, will get in on his win totals and, and his championships and stuff. And, um,
3: Kyle yeah, Bush. Bush Kyle Bush will be a second year ballot Kevin Harvick probably be third or fourth
2: I got, I'm going to throw a name out boy I think Brent will appreciate this one too What about Doug Kobe?
0: Doug, I think Doug, Doug be has Is there I think he's got the credentials especially with how uh the competition level has evened out in the modern era I think he's got the credentials to be in
1: I think he's gotta win another yeah. five. He, How many championships does he have?
0: Six, I think. Uh,
2: I seven. think was it? Was it six or seven? Had six, including five in a row, I believe. Yeah, uh, I think
0: it's six.
1: Yeah. Well
3: that's pretty good. You, you don't good. win that many championships by sucking, so
1: No, he doesn't suck, but you know, give him another three championships, he'll be Tyrus Richie. So And Mike. And Mike. And Mike.
2: I, I think uh, and I love, nobody loves busting Doug Covey's balls more than me, but I think Doug Covey is a, uh, he's got four in a row, sorry. He's okay. got six total, including four in a row. Right. And I think he is a slam dunk to be in the NASCAR. Game. I don't even think it's an argument. I think he goes, I mean, he's not going to go first ballot, he's eligible. But to what? me, after Richie and Stefanik, who, who's, who's next on the modified uh, being accomplished?
0: That's an easy list. He's That's an easy right one. Right up there. Teddy. I think Teddy goes in eventually. Maybe not soon, but eventually.
2: Um, I think you're right, but and I hate to say this because you know it, it's Teddy, but we're getting hung. He's today. got he's got one tour championship. Mm-hmm. kobe has got six.
0: Right. But again, it's the NASCAR Hall of let me take a chip off of uh, Scott Tapley's shoulder. It's the NASCAR Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Statistics. We're talking statistics a lot, but we're also mixing it with what the people were like outside of the seat.
1: The NFL has a, is a Hall of Statistics, okay, because all of those people yeah, are usually they in have to be. <laughs> the, because their rap sheets are more...
0: Are more lengthy than their statistics.
1: Than their statistics, and right. they're still in the Hall of Fame. The so National Felon
0: League, right. It, but no, Teddy has a... He has, and still has now, the larger-than-life persona that absolutely supersedes him wherever he went. So it's... Weird. You know, he had that... And I mean, when he died... Everybody, cup racers, truck racers, everybody came out of the woodwork and said how great the guy was. So he had that persona and he had that, you know, larger than life air about him and and his name that I think it could carry him in because, again, he was an amazing short track racer that just didn't get his due.
2: Yeah, I'm not, that's not, to me, that's not debatable either. Teddy will eventually be in. I I think both of them will, Hmm. but. That, you know, I, I was just talking statistics. You can't comparing Kobe's statistics to Teddy's, and for a NASCAR Hall of Fame, Kobe wins. He's got the better stats.
0: Yeah, that's you, you got to remember though that Teddy did a lot of his racing at NASCAR-sanctioned short tracks as well, and he's got a lot of wins on the. He's also a weekly series champion. So,
2: yeah, national champion. Yeah, right.
0: that's going to help yeah. him a lot. But again, it's if we're if we're looking at statistics and and personas and all the other stuff that goes on yeah it's gonna yeah. it'll get him in but it's gonna factor in after a whole bunch of other people get in especially when the hall of fame only allows three in a year so it's i don't know, doug, know
1: doug kobe beat all the nascar uh greats at stafford
0: yeah he won on srx yeah. i mean he that's
1: beat a NASCAR lot
2: guys. nascar's not, not going to give him any props for that they don't care about
1: that no <laughs> i know no, they don't but those are their drivers
0: <laughs> that's some a- of them are hall of famers yeah, so I think that's a lock. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I think that uh, we should probably... But By the way, Tyler, Owen, oh, thank you very much. I hope we didn't piss you off too bad. <laughs> but uh, that's just our honest opinion, and Jeff, you know, maybe someday he'll go in. Maybe you won't. That's not up to us. We don't know.
2: I'll throw you another uh, Bodine nugget. Did you guys know that his family built uh, Chemung Speed Drone? Yes,
1: I yes, did. Yes, we did,
0: actually.
2: All right, cool.
1: If he failed, he always has home to go to and kick everyone else's asses.
0: That's what I do. We gotta go. Fine, I'm gonna build
1: my own racetrack
0: with hookers. With with
1: hookers (laughs) and blackjack. (laughs) Uh,
0: So we were talking about Doug Kobe. Doug Kobe is running a select schedule this year, including the Sizzler at Stafford. Now I believe I have his schedule here, and that is, uh, let's see. I think it's uh, I can't count, but it looks like seven races. He's going to be at Stafford for the uh, Spring Sizzler. Then he's going to go to Claremont for the Racing Guys fifteen grand to win race. I Believe that might be an MRS race. I'm guessing, uh, not MRS. Uh, what the hell is that called? <laughs> tri track? I don't know.
2: I have no idea. No, it, uh, uh, no it's definitely not a tri.
0: It's not a tri track race. I thought they were involved in that. Anyway, oh, I'm sorry. That's They'll a, yell at me on
2: That's a Dick Williams race. He's not affiliated with Tri Track anymore.
0: Oh, okay. They're going to yell at me on Twitter now. Uh, <laughs> So, and then he's going to be in June at Seekonk for the 10 grand to win open wheel Wednesday, which I figured a lot of people are going to be at. That's a big race. Uh, then he's going to go for, those are the three open races he's going to run. Then he's going to run out the rest of the season on his schedule with the NASCAR modified tour. He's going to go to New Hampshire motor speedway in July, the two Thompson races in August and October. And he's going to finish out in Martinsville in the late October for the modified tour. And, I mean, I can see why he's kind of scaling back the schedule. He's picking and choosing a lot of big-dollar races to race at, and I guess racing on the tour is probably pretty expensive when you're a driver-owner. And he's probably had a lot of uh, issues with – I know he had some part failures last year. probably cost him a lot. I remember he lost at least one motor, so that gets pretty pricey after a while. So I'm curious to see how he does, but I was also pretty curious to see why they had that schedule. But, I mean, I can understand it.
3: I can understand it. I feel like the the modified tour is kind of shooting itself in the foot and doing the same thing, making the same mistake that the K and N Pro Series did a number of years ago by trying to be bigger than its britches.
2: Ding 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 ding. What do we have for him, Johnny?
3: There's there's <laughs> no reason for the wheel and modified tour. Look, I love the modifieds coming down south because I'm here now and I don't get to see my modifieds anymore. They don't need to have the season opener at speed yep. weeks they don't need enough. to be going
0: <laughs>
3: uh. yeah they don't need to be going to half of these tracks they don't even need to be going to martinsville i'm sorry they belong
0: they deserve to I'll be at martinsville think,
2: yeah martinsville is pretty legendary you go back to the pre-tour days those were big races they yeah. had there. it was the Cardinal 500 and some other they had one in the spring I'm and one not the- a fan of
3: Martinsville just in general though to me it's just waiting for someone to plow through the guy in front of them and steal a win the cheap way
0: well, how is that any different than that's a lot of other places? Races. <laughs> that's a racist no, fault just that's
3: saying Martinsville's fault Right, but it's it's it is one groove. You cannot do anything on the top there. It's not you any different no than in a lot of other. I like places. short tracks where you it's out not. like.
2: Yeah, I you get it, Martinsville, dude. I was all with you, and then you lost me. Yeah,
3: now I'm not. I'm not a fan of Martinsville in
2: general. Boo this man! But I'm with you. They don't need to go to these the Myrtle Beach, and, <laughs> and I didn't even even Bristol was kind of stupid. It just like Bristol a was
3: freaking time. insane. It but, was I mean, insane,
0: but it wasn't great. <laughs> they had no. to take a
2: week off to go there. It just, it's, it's a know, novelty, it's just but yeah, I agree. They had,
0: to yeah. they had yeah, the oh, idea. I mean, they had the idea of they were going to go out to
3: and novelties.
0: They were going to go out to Iowa. Come on,
3: yeah, that was stupid. What were no. they
0: thinking? No. I'm glad they canceled it or whatever happened that made them cancel it. But Iowa, really? I would love
3: to see it, but it's dumb.
0: They think that they well, have, like, get,
2: you know, To, to Phil's point, like, you know what? It's This is modified country, the Northeast. You know, get them at, you know, the 10 best tracks up in this area and make it what it is. Like, everything, you know, to me, what they do to the track, it reminds me of, like, they just try to, like you said, Phil, make it big, spread it out. It's like the... Football games—they put on Nickelodeon and have green slime splashing the end zone. Like, why? Why are we doing this? That's, the, That's right. right now, like, yeah you know, Just play the game. Like, we just should do that do with the game and let people watch it. It's, you know, like it's, it's no Spotify. different than
3: what NASCAR did with the Cup Series. It got away from its core group of fans, and it, yeah, just it self destructs.
2: Yeah, the Bush North was awesome, and the K N. Oh yeah, the K N series is not awesome. No, Every time
3: the Bush-North series would come to Thompson when I was a kid, my parents would take me there no yeah. matter what. didn't matter what time of year it was, what day it was. didn't matter. We were there.
0: Those races, Same thing
3: when we went to New Hampshire.
0: They were great back in the early 2000s and yeah. late 90s yeah. and all that stuff. And I mean, they had the Lifers. They had the Andy Santers and Kobolux and Jamie Stubbs Albies and, Fatton, and, Stubb Mike Fatton, Olson, and yeah, and
1: Ricky Craven. They,
0: yeah, they had all these guys. When
2: they came yeah. back to the Bowl in the early 2000s, those events were just as big as when the tour went. That
3: was a packed house, man. I, I remember Ricky Fuller had uh, – God, where the – who the hell was that team? Tom Tagg had a shop in Webster, Mass. Brian, Brian Tagg will know about this. And Ricky Fuller had a Bush North car that uh, he had with a guy named Dennis Collins that they used to race out of this little old little Chevy dealership garage, like a two-bay garage and you they're going up to New Hampshire running against these big teams and winning damn races like that's what the Bush North series used to be about davids and goliaths competing together on the same stage and running well
1: it was our it's it, not it, like that at yeah, all yeah it anymore. used to be our late mile sportsman division like a, yeah. like down south where they had the late mile sportsmen down south we had our own little late mile sportsmen up in the northeast and it was regional and then it became like the northeast regional of the bush series and then and then as you could see we got, kind of got bastardized after yeah a while. it just keeps
0: getting more and more homogenized and then everybody kind of starts leaving when it outpaces the budget of everybody else so i don't know what happened but i can't pinpoint nothing but i don't know but it used to be
3: awesome uh, St- I gotta tell you, stay I- within was- your demographic
2: I mean, I've said this for like ten years, so it probably doesn't mean anything. But like, I've thought for ten years that like in five years the floor was going to be gone, and somehow it's still here. But I don't get why, because it's, you know, it's got it's still got a little cachet to it. But you know, I feel like like the tri track has a chance to capitalize on what they're doing wrong. You know,
3: well, and that's what I was going to say too. Is they're not the only show in town anymore. People have options and most of these options pay better and they treat the racers better because these smaller tours around new England have that small town feel still. You can walk up to the owners and the promoters of the series and have a conversation with them. Granted, you can probably do that with Jimmy Wilson, but you're not going to go to Jim France and say, Hey, I got a problem with how you're running NASCAR.
1: To expand upon your point, uh, Phil, the MRS and the tri track series, they are the working man's modified tour series.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, the should... MRS, I, 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 the MRS now to me is not. I, I thought for a while there, when like those last couple years we were doing Sid's View, I thought they were if on the same par, if not sometimes better than the tour. I don't think that's the case at all now. I you know
1: the, no yeah there
2: but to me they are just like.
1: They're a the Vermont and New Hampshire like and just a club.
2: Yeah. Vermont no, New Hampshire it, regional. I think that's the way Bateman wants it too. He doesn't want any glitz or glamour of that. And Tri Track now, to me, is what I thought MRS was going to be. And um, Tri Track is outstanding. Yeah. I mean, they, they get the names and they pay big money. And
3: um, it, MRS is still pretty good too because it, it's, it's a good entry level tour series for the modified guys. Like, I know a couple guys that. They tried to take the step into the tri-track, and they realized, holy crap, I'm way above my head on this. Well, you can drop down into the, into the MRS, and the competition level isn't always as tough as running against Matt Hirschman and Doug Covey. So you kind of get a feel for it. You get to feel out the car, understand, maybe steal a win, and feel like you're awesome, and then use it as a stepping stone to go up to tri-track or even the modified tour if you want.
0: Now, I know that the NASC- all of NASCAR in general catches flack or shrapnel on this show all the time. Um, but we do know that, if- that without NASCAR, it would really, really damage short track racing and all racing in general. But they also, right. in our minds, they also need to know what they're doing wrong, how they're screwing it up, and that they need to be taken down a peg or two once in a while so that they can figure it out. And a lot of their regional tours failing should be them taking one on the chin and figuring it out. But the problem is, is I don't see them doing that. And I think they got to a point where things were so good that they just felt like they could do whatever they wanted and it was going to work because it seemed to be working anyway. And everything just kind of suffered for it. And then they just kind of stayed with Their name being the biggest draw that they had, and it just didn't work anymore, and they just never changed it. So I don't really know what the fix is. And um,
3: you've said it before; they're pandering to a fan that doesn't exist. They're they're pandering to somebody who doesn't
0: care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the fix is. There's a lot of different things that are wrong, and I can't touch them all here. Uh, It's for the people who actually participate. They don't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're they're doing that. There's. Like I've said, beat a thousand times, no strong leadership or vision, kind of the you same know.
3: What? Pa- part of the fixes. Hmm. Look at what they did with the renderings in North Wilkesboro.
0: But they actually go, listen but, to us.
3: Go back to what people want and what NASCAR they want also doesn't know how to compete.
0: Well, that's not NASCAR either. That's mostly SMI doing it. But maybe they could right, take some cues. They're off, all in the
3: same boat. They're they in the same business. It's all the same yeah.
0: business. We can call them NASCAR, and we all know what they're talking about. But, yeah, those renderings yeah. are pretty fantastic because we've, we've said it multiple times on this show, not to change gears to that or not, but um, we said we don't want it back. We're talking about North Wilkesboro. We don't want it back unless it looks like what we remember it to look like or remember yep. it to be. And if you change it and all that's left is just the track, then nobody's going to recognize it and they're just going to be like, well, why'd you bring it back? Now we don't recognize it. It's not what we remember. So now we don't care anymore. That's what fans want. The f- fans want the nostalgia. They want it to look like it used to just fix it and bring it back. And the renderings kind of look like that. Mostly I'll say. So mostly. hopefully they can hang on to that. That would be nice. But anyway, I think, uh, let's see again, we're gonna probably spend all year talking about NASCAR and how bad they screw things up and how good the touring uh, tour type races are and all this other stuff. So I'm sure you'll hear about it all year. We're really getting long just, in the tooth on that I, one.
2: I think NASCAR's irrelevant to be honest with you. And uh, the short tracks in our area, I mean what, what is NASCAR what, is, what is, just,
0: At
3: least I think on a short local tracks level. in general because even down here, like 15 years ago when I was down here, the buzz around short tracks really wasn't that big. Down here, we got some big-ass races starting up, and it's it's a good time for short track racing in general, I think. I think it's finally gaining that forward momentum again.
0: Florida racing was in dire straits for a very long time, too, and now it's really... It's, it's genuinely nice to see it coming back. It really you know, is. We,
3: we had 40 cars show up for a super late model race for fifteen grand a couple months ago. Like, it, it's...
2: That's really good. Really really, yeah, it, really, really, really good stuff. You're confusing me, though. Is this a NASCAR event?
0: No, no they're doing it without like,
2: it. Yeah, just in general. So, right. Well, yeah, that was my point, is that they're, they're irrelevant. You don't need them.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. it kind of goes to your point. Yeah, they're doing it yeah, without right, them.
2: Right.
3: So. got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. There's only one NASCAR track in Florida, and that's New Smyrna. That's it. That's it. Hmm. Wow. Nobody, Nobody cares about NASCAR here. You you ask a single person at any of these racetracks about NASCAR, they will give you the finger. They hate NASCAR. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought they'd give you the finger anyway because it's Florida.
1: Well, Brian Frast <laughs> Brian France alienated all the Southern boys, so. Mm. Uh, so this new Smyrna track champion could be the state champion. Good for him. That's like yeah,
3: every year. It, no, it's literally it's been Brad May for like the last seven years. Uh,
0: like I said, that's like Seacock, or however, it's like however Dave many Darling. years they've been a NASCAR track. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we'll talk about the, a lot of stuff later on in this season, uh, since we're getting pretty long in the tooth. And we bet said that we could talk for an hour and a half about absolutely nothing. We're kind of closing in on that. And we still. Oh,
2: we're already, yes, we're you, you we already. we there. We literally. That chip in, guy. You got it. Yep. We literally
0: still have topics to talk
1: about. <laughs> you can maybe save them
2: for next week. No,
0: we no, no. It. These are short ones. We'll just get on, get it over okay, with. Okay, cool. Cause, these are short ones. That's what yeah. she said. Well, yeah, but anyway, we'd mentioned a few months ago. Remember, we were talking about Tony Stewart's new NHRA team and how he, we had bet what their manufacturer probably would be, like their partnership. Well, they announced it, and it was exactly what we said. It was going to be Dodge, and uh, that's exactly what we expected. So we let's, are. Let's be
3: fair, Ray Charles could have seen that coming, though. I know,
0: right? I mean, his new wife has. How, how long has she had ties to Dodge in oh her God, career? Forever. And forever. it's like, oh, where well, she's just going to give that up. Yeah, okay. He'll just be like, okay, Dodge, come deal with me. That'll be great. So, there. We were right about that, too. And we're not right about everything, but we are right we about You know how some to stuff. read Twitter. Yeah, we're good at this. We're literate.
1: You Twitter it.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> we're we're, we're Twitter it? Tw-
1: Twatter it? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said.
0: All right, last thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, Chip. (laughs) Last thing I'm going to talk about is uh, something that dropped like right before we were going to go on air and record. It's NASCAR toughening up its penalty structure. Here we go. Uh,
1: (laughs) Is it loose lug nuts? (laughs) Uh.
3: I hope they don't <laughs> have a loose leg this year because it's not going to be a good one. <laughs> they're going to the, penalize. I think the yeah. penalty on that one will uh, serve itself.
0: All right. You want to hear about the new penalties? I do. I'm yes. only going to do the Cup Series. They released all of them, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about the Xfinity Series or Truck Series penalties. It's They're going to be the same but with less money because those teams have less money. Okay.
1: So this is the penalty structure for the first week of the season. All
0: right. L1 penalty is uh, teams sourced – or uh, L1 penalties may include but are not limited to – Team sourced parts not meeting the NASCAR rulebook, not rising to a higher penalty level, failure to meet minimum weight after the race, or failure to submit or receive approval of parts in accordance with the NASCAR rulebook. All of them found after the race shall result in disqualification. Your penalty options... They give you options for penalties now. Well, you can choose your death, (laughs) or they just pick one and choose it for you. I don't really know. 20
1: to I want the firing squad.
3: All right, let's see if that's take the
0: electric chair. They
3: tell you to to choose A, B, or C before they say they tell you what the options are.
0: Take behind door number, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Here's the first one 20 to 75 point deduction, uh, one to 10 point playoff deduction. Ah, uh, one to three race suspension for the team member or for team member on the team roster. I don't know. I guess they get to pick one. I don't know. Ah, uh, one Crew team, team car chief. One team event roster position subject to suspension. Again, I guess. I don't know. They <laughs> said that twice already. Uh, oh no, the first one was a one to three race. Oh whatever. Okay, and uh twenty-five to one hundred thousand dollar fine. I actually looked through these and I'm like, holy crap, the fine gets pretty bad. Uh, okay, so L2 penalty, uh, modifications to the next-gen single-vendor, sort whatever, failure to meet engine seal requirements, major external engine parts, whatever that may differ from the rules, anything that alters or affects the engine controls, et cetera, onboard electronics not approved by NASCAR, violation of the testing policy, not rising to a higher level. Uh, okay, you want what's behind door number one, two, three, or five? These are the penalties for an L2 or whatever option. 75 to 120 point deduction. That's pretty big. Uh, That's good. 10 to 25 playoff point deduction.
1: The, the playoff point, I, I don't understand. I, I know what you're getting at, and I, I know that you're getting to, you know, what's what's the next one? Is someone going to get suspended? Four to Fine. six race
0: suspension for team member or members on the roster. Uh, One to two team event roster position subject to suspension again hundred thousand dollar to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine
1: so what if you're so what if you're like a Michael McDowell that doesn't do jack unless they're in a restrictor plate race or well not I know they're not plates anymore but you know
0: tapered spacer
1: the tapered spacer race doesn't have the same ring to it as a, so okay so you can only run good at the big tracks right all right we'll go with that so uh, e- e- you're never gonna have anything going on in the playoffs realistically. So wouldn't you just cheat your ass off and then just <laughs> take say, that point And then take the playoff point penalty. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, what are you gonna do? Well they'll I'm probably not hit win a championship
0: you. anyway. Well they'll probably hit you with that and then a monetary fine as well. I don't know what they do. But...
1: That's not what you're saying though. I know so it, it is, says
0: options, but I don't know if they if it's only one or if they choose a couple. I have no idea. Is it NASCAR's option or is it I the don't team's know. option? It just says options, so I don't know. I don't think the team would get the option, that's for sure, Uh, knowing NASCAR. All right, let's go to the highest level of penalties. Go ahead, Phil. You wanted something?
3: No, I'll I'll say it after this. Go ahead. All
0: right. This one's good. L3 penalties. Uh, Counterfeiting or modifying next-gen single-source vendor supplied parts and or assemblies. Sounds like communism.
3: I was was waiting for that one.
0: (laughs) I beat you to it, Chess. Engine infractions, cubic inch displacement, compression ratio, long block assembly, and or internal parts not meeting the rules. Uh, engine performance enhancements, e.g., nitrous oxide, vacuum leaks, etc. Ooh. Ooh. So- <laughs> we're to get now to- we're getting back into the 70s and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. ECU slash EFI parts not being used as the rules permit, which, you know, it's you could just put a carburetor on it, I guess, but... Uh, altering, modifying tires or fuel, violating the vehicle testing policy. Here we go. What do you want behind door number one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven? Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> seven <laughs> options.
0: Seven options. All right. 120 to 180 point deduction. Uh, <laughs> let's see.
1: <laughs> there...
3: over here going to have a stroke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are their points structure? Is it like 50 points to win?
3: Yeah, you basically just get docked 5 races. Holy
0: crap. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. I can't
1: math right, so I don't know
3: how No, long. it's not Whatever, that. Three right. races.
0: We'll Four, see how auto. long.
1: We'll see how long they can keep this c- consistent.
0: We'll see what happens. Uh 25 to 50 playoff point deduction. No playoff eligibility for driver and or team owner. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, I like that. Uh, six race suspension for team members or, on, or, or member members on the team roster. One to two team event pos- roster position subject to suspension. I don't know why they add that one in there. Uh, NASCAR could suspend the car number for one race. Does that mean you don't even get to run the race? Huh. Or Probably
3: can't collect owner's points.
0: And or a, I Money. think that's how it is. Yeah. A 250000 to $500,000 fine. It's a pretty big fine. Damn, that's a big fine. I'm not going to go through the the Xfinity or truck. That took way too long as it is. But I just like seeing, okay, now that you've laid it out, let's see you stick to it. Let's see what happens. Well, I am interested. That, and
3: that's going to be the thing there. It is, number one, consistency, like Jesse said. How long can you stick to it? Or Like you said, too. Yeah. If they can't be consistent with it, I appreciate the fact that they want to build you into a, bo- a box and they're trying to deter you with severe consequences because, I mean, someone gave me crap about this that because they didn't understand. In, in the Wheelman Sportsman Series, we have a rule that if you're caught with a traction control device, it's a $15,000 fine. There's not a single one of us in the field that can reach into our pockets and pay a $15,000 fine.
0: Yeah, they just don't want you back.
3: It's a deterrent.
0: Yes. Yeah, that
3: is, it's the, gonna,
1: that is the death and penalty.
3: It, and yes, it's the death penalty for jaywalking. But at the same time, I appreciate it because they know they have an opportunity with this new car. Because do you want to see five cars racing for the win or do you want to see 25 cars racing for the win?
1: It also, I think, I think this rule thing, it was structure. Remember the term uh, "unencumbered wind"? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or whatever it was. How it was phrased?
0: No, that's what it was.
1: Yeah, they're gonna get rid of that with that. So that's. I I think they're. I think they already.
3: They're trying to prevent the forest from burning down before the fire starts.
0: Stop. Oh, they're doing a controlled burn. That's not bad. Yeah. It was California. Like California, California would do yeah, that. you beat me to it. God damn there it. There you go. I've...
3: They do them down here because my sky smells like campfire for the next three months.
0: Yeah, but does your state catch fire?
3: Nope. That's... Not since about 2007 we had some bad
0: ones. that That's why they do it. California. Yep. They tried to get rid of controlled burns because they said it was bad for the environment and it polluted. And then their entire goddamn state burns down because they're idiots.
3: Do you imagine all the plastics <laughs> and materials in those houses that burned down in those fires? How much pollutants are in that? And smoke? all
0: of those cars. Yeah. Yeah. God, Bad. All those Bad electric cars liberals. with yeah, all their the batteries. All the electric cars burned down, too.
1: All those Birkenstocks and... <laughs> Idiots. Ugh.
0: All right. Anyway, I think we're done here. Window liquors. Let's just wrap this one up for this week. All right. You can find us on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Podcast, YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can send us some feedback at Making at gmail.com and anchor.fm slash Making and select the message option. If you got a cell phone, it's real easy to do. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brent Gleason01. You can find Phil at
3: at PJX Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can also find me on YouTube.
0: And you can find Jesse at PP! <laughs> there it is. Probably. <laughs> All right, and now Raji, Pee-poo-poo? how do we end the show?
2: Keep the doors down, fans. Thank you for listening. I'm gonna. Go- no,
0: nope, that's it. We're done. We're done. Oh, oh. <laughs> No more poop jokes. Thank poop, you all for listening.